Welcome to episode 37 of Hobnails, Hoops, and High Cheddar, a podcast by everyday fans for everyday fans. Christian Britt, Emery Kane, and Danny Rush are back with you after a couple weeks off, but we are starting season two of our podcast. Guys, we had uh, 1.4 thousand, so 1,400, 1,400 plays on our first 36 episodes. I like 1.4 thousand better. That sounds no, like- I said, did I say 1.4 thousand? I did. Yeah. Because I'm yeah. reading, I, I was reading the stats and said 1.4k. So I'm just trying to rattle it off, and then I was like, 1.4k. That's wait a second. That's only 1400. So it sounded a lot, lot sounded a lot more. Uh, yeah, so I saying, really 1.4k. <laughs> till I really deciphered how much that was. So almost 1.5k though. So almost 1500 <laughs> plays. Uh, so hopefully, we're going to get back on a regular schedule once or twice a week here. As we go into the summer, bring you some more content. And let's get right into the show, guys. Let's talk about um, some of the other podcasts that probably get a lot more notoriety. I've been listening to some, to some new pod, not new podcasts, but I've been listening to some here and there just to try to, you know, maybe get some pointers on what I'm doing wrong or what, you know, what we can change. A couple of podcasts I really like. Of course, we've talked about Clay Travis before. But I really like listening to his the Outkick, where it's just him for about twenty five minutes, and twenty five minute ones go by like real super quick. And we've kind of done something similar to that too, where we stopped kind of going into an hour ten and we tried to make it like forty five to fifty minutes instead. Um, and then you know JJ Reddick, the old man of the three, I really like listening to him. Of course, his is sports specific, just to basketball, and mostly NBA basketball, and. You know, Clay Travis does mostly politics where he's making fun of democratic <laughs> policies, which is awesome to me, just listening to the, some of the hypocrisies that he points out. And then we got Draymond Green. Have you guys heard Draymond Green's podcast? Uh, I know he has one, but I haven't heard it. I've heard he does, an ep- one or two episodes. He he does have one. I listened to a couple episodes also, and it's it's not too bad. It's very interesting to to hear the thoughts of somebody who's still in the playoffs and about, you know, like what, what he was thinking in certain games. It's not like, you know, JJ Reddick's retired from the league. So we get his perspective almost as an outsider now, but Draymond gets to talk about things in the game and things that frustrate him. And I don't know if that's a good thing or if it's a bad thing, but it's very entertaining. But Emory, does he, you care, uh, does you he care for Draymond too much? Uh, he the ones I heard it was just him, just and now he has somebody else that kind of helps him. That like he goes to at the end. And I think they talk about like picks and things like that. It's pretty much just him. Same with Clay Travis. JJ has somebody with him. Of course, yeah. it's us three that we all pitch in some good conversation. I just I, this last couple of weeks, I just kind of been trying to get some pointers and and things. What's yeah. some other ones that you guys have heard, or any any other interesting ones that? That I might have missed. Um, I, I really like. Uh, I haven't listened to him in a while, but Bill Simmons, um, just a he's a basketball guy. <clears throat> um, he's done some really interesting. He wrote, uh, I think he wrote a book called The Book of Basketball, and his podcast. One of his pod, he has two different ones, and one's called The Book of Basketball, and uh, he goes through and names like he he has the, the Book of Basketball ones are. He'll, he has one on like Reggie Miller. Um, just certain NBA guys that are usually retired that he has, like for the Reggie Miller one, he has a guy on there that um, like covered Reggie during Reggie's years in Indianapolis. So like he talks to a guy about that. Um, and then he ranks, he like ranks like 500 basketball players or something like that. Five, 500 NBA. I, I can't remember how many. It's, it's a lot of NBA guys and he moves them around every year. So like, Guys are constantly moving up and moving down. So, uh, Bill Simmons one's pretty pretty interesting to me. Yeah, I I listen to a lot of the similar ones you you mentioned, Rucker, um, Old Man Three. I probably listen to the most consistently. I also listen to a lot of uh, podcasts that are non sports related that are just like comedians. A lot of comedians do podcasts because it's become super popular, and a lot of them ended up making more money doing that than they do like in stand up shows. You know, through COVID and stuff like that. And one of the things. I think that we could probably do better on. I feel like we're like in a in like a business meeting here. We're like talking about 
we're, we're, we're writing down what, how we can come together as a team to, to, to do better. This sounds like what I, what the kind of crap I would do at work, but Jam one of the things, yeah. One of the things that I feel like they do the best at is like, cause you know, every, every podcast probably has like a topic list. Uh, the ones I feel like that end up being some of my favorite episodes are basically when they like almost throw their topic list out the window and are basically just going back. It's just basically banter back and forth, essentially like, and just like, basically get on a good topic keep going with it you know banter back and forth get into something else they didn't even plan on and just basically pure entertainment um because they're usually pretty funny and now unfortunately i'm the only funny one out of the three of us so that's gonna make it a little <laughs> tough so i had to like kind of banter back and forth with myself but you guys so, that's you why guys, we added you of course yeah <laughs> absolutely yeah let's so get back think, on speaking about let's get back on the, on the topic of draymond green not that, <laughs> not that, uh, not that i dislike draymond um, because I think he's a he's an integral part of their championship run and and the success that Golden State's had the last what ten years. Um, and I liked him at Mich I liked him at Michigan State. You know, I love Tom Izzo, and I and I, I think Draymond obviously was an integral part of Michigan State's teams. But I think at times, like he, like the thing that bothers me most about him is like he is literally he thinks in his mind like he is a legit hall of fame basketball player and he may he may get in but like if you put his numbers up against anybody else that's in the hall of fame they're not even close like the other day in a, in a game i think he he fouled out and he had like two points three rebounds and like two assists and i mean how many hall of fame players have, have you seen that that do that <laughs> I mean, that's, that's could be, I, I mean, that could be his stat line tonight. Um, so that's, that one, that's one thing that bothers me. He, he thinks, and, and I think he is an integral part, but I think they still win championships. If you take Draymond off that team, Clay, Steph, and KD, when they were there, still won a championship. I'm going to point out the championship that LeBron won. They took Draymond off that, you know, that game five. Oh, he got suspended. Yeah, and, and kind of turned everything around. I don't know if he's a Hall of Famer. I, I mean, he's probably far from it. You're right, right about the numbers, but we looked at the top list, and there was guys on there from the, the 50s and the 60s that had 13 points a game, seven rebounds. But because they were good for that era, they were Hall of Famers. And well, Draymond, I think he's, Draymond's not, not good for there though, as far as nah, that. numbers wise, no. But if you yeah. want to talk about you know, I think I think he makes an one of some most people. He's one of the most valuable, but yeah. he does probably have a lot to say for as little as he produces in the stat sheet. But yes, and he I'm, produces I'm a, more than just stats. I'm a little indifferent on on Draymond because I kind of agree emotionally off the court, all that stuff. He's he's kind of a headache, you, you know. Even because I I like I like I love the Warriors. I've always loved the Warriors. I love Steph Curry. He's my favorite player. I'm not a Warriors fan, quote unquote. I'm not gonna. Say I'm, you know, I've got the jerseys and I'm joining the bandwagon over the last decade or whatever. But like I, I've rooted for them basically since they started getting going, and he 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 gives you more headaches than anything. But like I'll, I'll give him credit. One of the things I think is I think he's I think he's properly rated by most of real basketball figures, but I think he's underrated by a lot of fans. And I also give him props that he like, even though he's putting up those stats. And you're right, they're they're very it's insane stats. It's stat lines that look like someone played five minutes. Yeah, he he could have at multiple times throughout his career gone to a, a low market team or even a medium market team and gotten a near max deal. Do you guys disagree with that? You don't. Mm -hmm. I I think he definitely could have done it. And he's yeah. basically he's basically said, you know what? I don't want to do that. I want to embrace my role. I'm fine getting less than ten points again. I mean, he's gotten he's had two triple doubles. That he could have had a quadruple double, and the only thing he missed was points in his career. He, so I, I'll give him props. I think I have a lot of respect for him for basically embracing his role, not getting caught up in the stats. And honestly, I think if you if you rank all the parts of this Warriors dynasty when it's all said and done, I think it's Steph Curry one, Draymond two, and then Kerr, Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson, everything else all behind him. I don't know. I mean, without did they win any championships without Clay? Uh, no, I don't remember. No, they haven't. He got hurt. 
I think he got hurt the year they lost to. Um, I mean, I've, I've kind of watched him. I, I mean, I, and he's all but just stopped shooting. Like when they were really, really good, he was shooting threes and make like if they let him open, he knocked it down. Like he literally, I watched the first five minutes of this game. He had the ball inside the paint. Stephen Adams guarding him inside the charge circle. And, and Draymond was like two steps inside the free throw line and he didn't shoot the ball. Like he had the ball like four times inside the paint and basically Steven Adams standing out of the basket, daring him to shoot it. And he did not shoot it. Like, I think he's almost um, too passive. Yeah. Too passive. He's almost obsessed with his, and, and I'm sure he's talked about it on his podcast about, because, because I've heard him talk with on JJ Reddick's about how like the offense, which I agree 100% with this. The offense does not flow as good without Draymond in there as far as him. The dribble handoffs, the keeping it, the passing it. But he's almost obsessive with not shooting the ball. Like, I'm going to be the guy that facilitates everything that happens that's, in this offense. That's fair. And and I'm going to be the guy that gets the assist. Like, it's almost – I'm not going to – it's not selfish. It's not by any means. But he's almost, almost obsessive, obsessive the op- yeah. passive shooting the ball. Like, it's, it's like being selfishly unselfish. Yes. Which yeah, I, yeah that, that's a fair point. I could, I could agree with that. I think there's a lot of times he probably should and could take a shot, and he doesn't because he – I don't know. I feel like he, it takes a little bit of – you kind of don't have to – like if you miss those shots, you know, you get all the, the slack, all the crap after yeah. the game. And if he's the one passing the ball then and, and Clay misses it, then he's Clay like, gets oh. all the crap. He goes, like, yeah. I made a perfect pass. So that's, that's yeah. fair. I'll give you that. I'll, I mean, that's – that's a fair point. I don't know that he's a Hall of Famer either. I probably think he's probably not. I think he'd have to do something pretty crazy. Like, yeah. They'd probably I mean, have people, to win two more championships like yeah. this year and another year for him to be considered for it. And they might, but I don't think yeah, they could. <laughs> people are going to argue, well, Dennis Rodman's in the Hall of Fame. Dennis Rodman also it was definitely a role player with the Bulls and wherever. But Dennis Rodman also, I mean, Draymond's averaging probably like, what, seven rebounds a game. I think Dennis Rodman for the years he was with the Bulls was like 16, 17 rebounds yeah. a game. He embraced his role and and obviously is not was not his assist, but he played defense and agitated and I mean at least one of his stats was like just so outrageous that they're like we got to put this guy in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, that's true. So that's my my thoughts on and and the other thing on Draymond is like like you said outside of basketball, this dude has to make a comment about every single thing it drives me like and, and i'm not saying he can't have an opinion on stuff but you don't have to make a comment about everything are you want him to shut up and dribble is that what it's, it's I, like I don't want him to shut exactly up what it I, is I think, I think he can make comments but you don't have to comment you don't just because you have a podcast doesn't mean you have to talk about every single thing that goes on and you're talking about, it's like, are you talking about me yeah, I'm talking, are you about, talking you. about us now i think i'm talking about us uh but it's like the other day he's he was dogging the the Grizzlies. He said, "This ain't the, you know the, we're not the Minnesota Timberwolves. Yeah. We ran into a championship caliber team or something like that." I mean, the Grizzlies play without John Morant, without their star. I I mean, and they won, and the the Grizzlies should have won that game. You shouldn't if you if you scathe by if you luck out a win at the end. You shouldn't go. I mean, you should be like, hey, man, we're thankful we won. Like. The humbleness with Draymond has has gone out the window. Like, I've, and I think I think too. I, I haven't listened to his podcast. One thing I think we talked about on here before. Is I think he contradicts himself a ton too. Like, do, do you guys remember when we? I, I when I think we talked about it on here. He when he was talking with JJ on the old man and three, he said that some of these young guys coming into the into the league and don't know how to like when they're down twenty they don't know how to stay focused and keep playing, um, you know, and, and just a regular season game. And then in the same, almost in the same sentence, he says the year that they were really bad, Clay was hurt, Steph was out some, and Draymond was still playing, that Steve Kerr had to take him out because he wasn't focused on the game. <laughs> like Steve Kerr, like, it was like, man, you're not focused. You're, you're going to get hurt. You, you got to get out of the game. Like, but it, like literally two sentences before that, he said these young guys don't know how to play because they can't stay focused down twenty or up twenty or anything like that. And then he's exactly says, "Well, I can't stay focused either when we're really bad when our team's ten and thirty. So, I would also to that point, 
I'm looking at you know these four matchups that we got going on right now, and yeah, there's these guys are playing with chips. Just Draymond, Luca and Booker are going at it. Yeah, Embiid um, and Butler are going at it. You know, it's it's. Um, I think that I, he does have a lot to say, but also it's almost like he's trying to keep the edge too. They've got a yep. lead on the Grizzlies. You can't let up. You got to let them know they're young. So they're in Warriors are the experienced team. In his mind, you know, it's almost like nah, I'm gonna, I know what pushes their buttons. I'm going to keep them down by saying this, even though. You know, he he might be I, his his kind of his podcast is a little bit different than his Twitter quotes. I'll say that because he talked about you know Dylan Brooks the, the foul he made on uh, Gary Payton Jr. He talked about how it was more like a tone setting thing. It was something they had to do at that moment to set the tone. So it wasn't like he was condemning him. It was more yeah. he was talking from a analytical. <laughs> perspective so i think he's in a way just trying to keep an edge that these other guys have to have to get to the next round and then when you get to the next round now it's him and booker or now it's him and luca now he's i gotta get that edge back now against this guy he does he does a great job of playing the villain like yeah whether he is the villain or not like well think about how many warriors how many villains are on the warriors zero none uh, he's going to take all the flack. He's going to let Steph and Clay and Poole shoot, yep. and he's going to be the bruiser. I'm going to get you guys free. Let me know how to do it. If that means yep. getting in their heads, I'm going to do it. So on the one hand, I get it almost like you don't have to say something, but on the other hand, yeah, maybe you do. Maybe that's how y'all are getting this edge. So, you know, it's just kind of some different points on that. Uh, we are going to talk about the playoffs and uh, going to talk about some of these matches. Before we playoffs, talking about playoffs. So before these match, before those match, talk about Kentucky Derby was this weekend, guys. The mm. only, the only way I know it's Kentucky Derby Day is when I start seeing posts on Twitter of women in their fancy hats, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> Derby's today, and I start looking at odds, and I don't ever bet on the Kentucky Derby. I mean, it's one of those things where I never know about it until after the. Did fact. you even bet? I tried to bet on on DraftKings. I couldn't. Uh, I don't. I mean, what, who are you going to bet on? <laughs> I don't know anything about horse. these horses. I, horse. I don't know anything about these horses. I don't either. What are some other things that you don't like sporting events that you don't ever pay attention to? And all of a sudden you're like, oh, that was today. You, you used to be like Daytona 500. Like, Daytona 500, Indy 500. Yeah, never yeah. know when it, when that is. Don't they drink uh, milk and kiss the bricks when they win or something like that? Uh, one of those they do, yeah. That's, 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 yeah. that's Brickyard, isn't that? Is that the Daytona yeah. 500? That's not the Daytona 500. Yeah, I'm talking about the Indy 500. Is it, or is that uh, Brickyard 500? I don't, so we don't even know. I don't, think, I don't think it's called Brickyard 500. I think it is one of those. It's, it's called Brick, Brickyard. 500 at the Brickyard, right? Yeah, yeah. I think, it's, I think that's right. And there's, there's three big horse races, though. The Kentucky Derby is the first one. What are the other ones? Like the Belmont Stakes and yeah. I don't know Preakness. the other one. Preakness. That's it, Preakness. And I don't know. I mean, you win those three, you win the Triple Crown. That's all I know. I don't, I don't ever watching. Some people would argue that go, the Masters is the only big golf. I, I disagree because I watch golf. I watch a lot of I, tournaments. With, I do with too, but I think majority – that was one I had on my list. Majority of people Masters. I feel like just tune into the Masters. Maybe the U.S. Open, but I feel like most people it's it's Masters and that's it. I, um, I guarantee you. Wimbledon. I was gonna say Wimbledon. Yeah, I I, I don't even watch Wimbledon. On honestly, uh, yeah. I don't watch no. tennis. Oh, yeah. And tennis to... is, have you ever played tennis? Yeah, it's, it's hard. hard. Yeah. It's, it's hard. hard. It's fun though. I'm a big hit it uh, baseball swing. Hit it over. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say the hardest part about tennis is trying not to hit the ball over the fence as hard as you possibly can, <laughs> to, and then running around the court <laughs> doing a home run trot and doing a racket flip. That's the hardest part. Um, is trying to do that. But I actually like playing tennis. I just I'm not any good, and I like playing ping pong too. I'm just I'm not quick enough. I'm too slow and for, ping, for not, ping pong. Last time I played ping pong, yeah. The last time I played ping pong, the last day of the school year, the last day of the semester, none of the kids were there pretty much, and I hurt my back for pretty much the entire Christmas <laughs> break. And I don't even know how, other than I was just doing 
something physical and my body said no no no, no rucker no. you don't you don't you don't need to do this that physical yep. you're done for you're done for christmas break you, you had yep. to reach you had to reach for a ball and it was like no. yeah i don't know about that i've got a pretty funny ping pong story that uh relates back to a guy we talk about <laughs> on here quite often uh emory uh, is me and adam we went to uh, Walter State together for our first two years of college. Old and college we, buddies. Oh yeah, yeah, old college buddies. And we we had a, a a pretty similar schedule, so we you know a lot of our break times were the same. And I had this specific scholarship where I had to spend. Uh, I had like a work assignment, and they gave you like two thousand dollars a semester towards books, whatever, every, all that random stuff on top of the free stuff, you know, free college or whatever. And uh, it was I had to spend five hours a week working for something within Walter state. And it was like, you could do like culinary, you could do the front office, you could do tutoring, you could all, all these different things. And then one of the options was uh, monitoring the game room <laughs> and the game room at Walter state consisted of a ping pong table, a uh, foosball table and some random tables that had little checker sheets on them that you could play checkers on. <laughs> and so, of course, they were going through. They're like, "Yeah, it looks like you had, you know, your GPA, blah blah." Would you be interested in tutoring math or doing? I was like, "Uh, no." I was like, "How about the game room?" They were like, "Yeah, we don't get a lot of requests for the game room." And I was like, "Yeah, I'd love to do the game room." <laughs> so we, they, we would, I would spend most of my time there. Anytime I had breaks, I'd go to I'd go over there to get my hours in, hang out there. Adam had a tally on his notes on his phone where we kept our ongoing record. Uh, against each other one one v one in ping pong for our two years there and you'll have to ask him i think he he's he has it screenshotted somewhere he was trying to find it the other day i think it was like 175 to 170 or something like that <laughs> and we literally he literally after like the first few weeks we start he was like man we should we're, we're, we're pretty like evenly matched we should probably keep tally of our record <laughs> and right. yeah, we would literally like we would like Leave, skip out of class early or show up early before class so we could get in a few ping pong games. <laughs> we'd leave sweating. We'd be like drenched in sweat by the time we leave class. I'd get back home and I'd be like, what are you, why are you sweating? You just had, you had accounting tonight. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I don't want to talk about it. Yep. <laughs> I'd, so, I'd four or four games tonight. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what got us talking about this was the Kentucky. Derby, and I posed this question on Twitter. Is horse racing a sport? And an overwhelming majority, 74%, said yes, it was a sport. Do you guys agree with the majority? I'm picking you, no. you pick no? I, well, it depends pick on who we're, talking to, who, it depends who we're talking about. Are we, no, we're I mean, this, this, the horse racing sport, in general. Is it a sport for the horse or for the jockey? Interesting point. Christian, what'd yeah. you pick? So, I uh, 50% of me, I picked yes. 50% of that was to stir up the pot because I thought there'd be a lot of no's. So I was trying to play devil's advocate. Mm -hmm. But I, I'll be honest, I think I lean towards yes also just in general because of the amount of attention and sports betting that it draws in, even though that doesn't have anything to do with sports betting. Just betting. It wasn't on DraftKings, well, so is it sports betting? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I feel like that's like... It, because of that draw and the kind of attention it gets, even though it's once a year, I almost think like that, that in itself is enough for me to want to side to the side that it's, yeah, it's a sport, even though that has nothing to do with it physically. But like, I don't know, there's a lot of preparation that goes into it. And like you, those jockeys, even though, I mean, they have to be, they have to cut weight. They have to be a certain height. You know, they have to be, you know, just a little bit taller than Emory. And uh, yeah, I mean, but they don't have I'm to work. Than you, they don't have to. <laughs> But they don't have to work to be short to be a jockey, you know. Yeah. So, that, so oh, I, yeah. I picked. I pick you ever no. had to cut height before, Emory? I, <laughs> never. I picked. I picked no. And Emory, I thought the exact same thing you thought. Like, what? Who's it a sport for? I started thinking. That, do you think dog racing is a sport? No. If it's not a sport, it's the animals no. that are doing the activity. Yeah, why, is, why is dog racing? Then, then horse racing is also not a sport because exertion comes from the horses I'm not saying it's not you don't have to be skilled to be a jockey and you have to know what you're doing and you have to cut height uh but you also <laughs> like it's just you you're not doing the activity that the the horses are doing so i picked no that it i didn't put that it was that'd a be like 
That'd be like me just getting on LeBron's shoulders and him running around <laughs> and dunking it, and then me getting all the me getting the medal on my neck. <laughs> That's actually a pretty good. That's a pretty good analogy. What could, what would that sport be called? Backball. Uh, I don't know what it would be called. Shoulder ball. But it would it would let a lot of guys that weren't athletic, uh, like jockeys, be uh, sports heroes. So our not really our draft today, but our uh, little contest that we're going to do, we're going to rank top four, our own individual top four activities that people might consider a sport. Actually, what was my title of it? I said, hold on a second. We're going to title it top four activities that are considered sports that are debatable and might not be sports. Uh, so I've actually got seven at least on my list, and I just stopped at seven. But I'm only going to do top four. That kind of sounds uh, like yes for kids who can't read good. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Um, so we are going to start our top four activities that are considered sports that are debatable and might not be sports. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Amory, give us yeah, start with number four. Number four. As like least ridiculous to be considered a sport, and the number one is like the most ridiculous to be considered a sport and shouldn't be one. Uh, I've got the most uh, – uh, the number four, I've got car racing, auto, any kind of auto racing. Um, I, I think it's not – I mean, obviously, there's a – I know there's some – with NASCAR, you're in a car for three or four hours, and it's, there's no air conditioning, so it gets really hot and you sweat a lot. But if – they actually let – my uncle has done it. They do NASCAR experiences where people can drive the car. Like when, when I went through this thought process, I was like, can can I do what these people are doing? Is there is there any kind of skill that these people have that I don't possess? Like there's – in basketball, I, I could be really – but I don't have the same skill level that like – LeBron, I, the ninety percent of the population can't dunk like half these NBA guys. So, and they didn't they, cut cut height like they didn't did. cut height. They added height. Okay, so I uh, went with auto, auto racing. racing number four. Auto racing is number four. Um, I'm gonna go with. Actually, I had one at three, but I'm gonna I'm gonna scratch it out for another one. And I kind of went with stuff that I've I've seen on ESPN too, which is the worldwide leader in sports. Um. I'm going to go, this is an Olympic sport. I'm going to go with fencing. <laughs> fencing. I'm pretty sure I did this with my brother in the yard back in the day <laughs> with two sticks. With pool noodles. Yes. <laughs> you just poke each other and get points somehow. Yeah. Really, you and your brother I, were, were fighting with your sticks in the yard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Poking each other. Yeah, I don't want to hear yeah. more about that, but that's we good enough. No, let's do number two now. We had to be we had to be really close. Uh, <laughs> number, number two, two number two, billiards. I've seen plenty of if you can drink a beer while you're doing it and still be good, not a sport. David Wells would argue with you. David Wells. Well he's a he's a genetics he's an exception. Genetic freak, so it's a, it's right, what's exception. your what's your number one? Number one, I've seen this. It happens every July fourth. Competitive eating. That's a good one. Good list. Competitive good eating. I can't eat as many. Real good list. Did you know I, I was while I was looking up things? You know, this was kind of on my list before. But did you know Kobayashi is like a sex symbol in Japan because of his competitive eating prowess. I read that. Yeah, I, I don't, was wow. I can't Listen. eat. Another another thing that we never hear about or never even think about until we see on Twitter or Facebook. Oh, Joey Chestnut ate eighty four hot dogs today. Today, <laughs> one of my one of my buddies was in New York on July fourth and went to Coney Island to watch it. He's like, I'm going to watch this. And he if said, you're, he if you're in, over there, you might as well, right? Yeah. And he said he stood in line because it's Nathan hot Nathan's hot dogs is like the what they use, and there's yeah. like. I guess stands. He said he stood in line for like three hours to get one one of those hot dogs. He's like, I had to. Gosh. Like I was here, I had to do it. You know? like, I think <laughs> he could, only, he could only eat two though. He's yeah. a little bit behind. You want me to go next? Rucker? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. All right. So we starting for four and then going down, right? Y yes. All right. I think I've only got one duplicate here that uh, Emory had. I may try to switch it up, but I 
Uh, I, I like it though. So anyway, I, I only have one, but number four, I've got uh, w- one of the controversial topics we've talked about on this show specifically. Uh, I've got bowling. Guarantee, guarantee it's on my list. Yeah, <laughs> I've got bowling, and uh, I gave you all some uh, live updates on uh, on some. I went bowling the other the other night with my family, and uh, I, I'm a terrible bowler. I'm very bad. Like, but it's it's very inconsistent. I, I, there's days I don't break a hundred when I go bowling because there's about a five year gap in between in between bowling events for me, and uh, I happened to be on fire that night. I was I think I at one point I had five straight strikes, and I never even broke two hundred. So I'll, I'll give props to bowlers for how hard it is. Uh, I thought I was like I was like five strikes. I was like I may forget I may two fifty three hundred here. We're 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 rolling. It's not gonna be perfect. Mm-hmm. But it's gonna be close. Nah, I didn't break 200. So the scoring system is, is messed up there, but that's my number four because regardless of how difficult it is, it's not a sport. Number three, uh, I've got a sport in which I thought it was interesting, Emory, you talked about any sport that you can consume alcohol or beer while doing uh, should not count. I, this is a sport that I would argue I am better at while consuming more beer and alcohol, and that's cornhole. And it's it's on ESPN. It's on. There's a lot of reruns. When that little tournament that comes on, it's like it's like on ESPN. You like all day, every day, 24 hours a day. Uh, now it's fun, but it's not a sport. And then my number two is my only duplicate with you. I've got competitive eating. I think that's a big one because those guys, it's intense, and you know people wait three hours in line to apparently get hot dogs in the area that day. So you know, but it's definitely not a sport. That's that's no. Everyone eats. Yeah. And then my number one, the one that makes me the most angry and that I think is just absolutely ridiculous. And it's just because of this new generation, but it's considered a sport and it's on ESPN and they make a bunch of money is professional video gaming. Esports. Not a sport. Not a sport. Not a sport. Mm-hmm. And, and they're passionate. They're one, out of all the, out of all the fans or whatever, the groupies of all these, I would say that they're the most passionate saying that it is a sport. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's definitely not. So that's the one that I had definitely number one for, by far. So two pretty good lists with not too many, only the one duplicate. Yeah. And I'm going to go through my list. And I also have, I have a couple of duplicates just because there's already been two lists. But I'm also going to share a couple maybe that we only, only one that we didn't list. So I'm going to start with number four. And I, the only reason, and uh also, part of my how I gauge this too was one my own thoughts on what a sport is, and two, what they put on ESPN, like you said, Emory, that is I don't think is a sport. So number four, this is kind of fresh in my mind from the Winter Olympics. I put curling as, <laughs> as one because I mean, literally, all they do <laughs> is slide on the ice and. They sweep. I mean, I sweep every day at my house. Does that make me an athlete? It doesn't. So if you're just sweeping ice, that's not that athletic. It's a skill. It's not a sport. So curling is number four. Here's one that you guys didn't have that I thought y'all might. And I don't think it's really debatable that it's not a sport, but it is on ESPN quite a bit. It's poker. Yeah, yeah it's not about that. Um, I put that as number three. It's got to be really skilled, but it's not a sport. Two, I put. They have a World Series for it. They have a World Series. Uh, Two, I put NASCAR, but I could have included drag racing also. I put NASCAR uh, because for the same reasons, you ride in a car, car does all the work, you just turn the wheel and press the gas pedal. And number one, I think it's no secret that bowling (laughs) is by far not a sport. No matter what the beer belly 48-year-old men on Thursday nights at the bowling alley tell you, it is not a sport. So curling, poker, NASCAR, and bowling. Let's recap Emory's. Uh, four, auto racing. Three, fencing. Two, billiards. One, competitive eating. And Christian's was four, is bowling. Three, cornhole. Two competitive eating and one video gaming. And actually, the other the other two I had, I, you did have billiards. I had cornhole too, and I added horse racing. So I actually had I had seven. But so we pretty much talked about everyone. You guys have anything else on there that we didn't I had, mention? I had a couple. I've seen I've seen both of these on ESPN. Um, one 
is is you can also play with a beer. Does it can't have too many because it could get dangerous. Darts. Darts, yep. I yeah, I had darts on my list. Yeah, darts. Um, and the other one, I wouldn't personally want to do this. I don't think it's a sport. Bull riding. I don't know, man. That's I don't know. It's that, intense, but there's it no, is intense. There's no real competitive aspect to it. You just hold on for dear life. That's an interesting one because you know, like horse racing, you're not you're not battling you're not battling the thing that you're on <laughs> like in like bull riding you're literally fighting for your life but you're on competing that bull the thing seconds. Is, you're supposed to be but it's not like it's for you hold on for 8 seconds like i think for bull riding you hold on until the bull throws you off and whoever stays on the longest wins like they get like style points mm, and yeah i think you should just stay on until they throw you off like oh 8 seconds like if you stay on for 35 seconds and and they stay on for fifteen. You win. That's that's a tough one. I might pose that to the to the listeners. You think bull riding is a sport? What do you say, Christian? So, I, I think uh, I, I would say because of the difficulty, I would say it could be considered one. But I also think like, do they ride the same bull? Like, they they, is that factor the same? They like pick. It's like drawn out of a hat or something. Okay, so like they if they don't ride the same bull, I think that's like how's that? That's not even playing field. And then like yeah, but like style points. That's like saying cheerleading is a sport. They get style points. Oh, that I was, think cheerleading is a sport. That was my next. That was going to be that my controversial one. I've been I've been saving I mean, in the there's barrel a lot right of here. a lot of athleticism that goes into there is, but you're just it's not. Yeah. there's no like. But how do you? That's that's my point. Why? How do you? How, how does one cheerleader do better than another cheerleader? You don't, but as don't a team, fall. you as a team you do in cheerleading How? competitions. How? If you don't, they fall. go to cheerleading competitions and they How? score How you, them. How though? What? what? How are you scored? How are figure skaters scored? Is that not a sport? Exactly. Figure no, skating. No, I don't think so either. Yeah. What about divers? That's not a sport. Divers? No. I wouldn't think so either. I mean, you're just so unless you pretty do, much no Olympic games unless they're team sports or not sports. Swimming is sport. What swimming because it's because the right. race anything that's a race or or, yeah. or, or, or can that. be judged someone else or judged by a distance like, like so like if you so something. if there's so it's like in school you can get graded two ways you can get graded by how many questions you get right or you can get graded on a rubric that's a that's like a certain amount of points for certain columns that's kind of what figure skating is or what else did so, we say but are you judged in clearly Here's the thing about figure skating and truly all that. You're—I don't think you're judged like, like in boxing. It's judged by like number of different hits, things like that. Even then, and it's th subjective sometimes, though. But but there's still a number of things. Like, are you judged by the amount of flips you do in cheerleading or the amount of spins you do? In no, it's I feel like that's the most subjective of it's, all. Like, uh, yeah, like, it is. But there's like still if a, you liked it or not. There's still a winning and losing ever, component. So. There's, it's, yeah. It's like a talent show, I, though. Yeah, it's a talent show. Would you consider a talent show a, a no, sport? I mean, singing is <laughs> as much athletic I, ability I think, as I think singing is, just, is, I think singing is the same thing. It's it's just object, completely objective. But just because something's subjective doesn't mean it's a sport. That's not what we're arguing. We're arguing is the fact that cheerle competitive cheerleading is a sport. Now, the people it's that are cheering on Friday night for the football team, that's a little bit different. That's... That's, I don't think that's a sport. I, and, but and I, I think the they're being. I think competitive cheerleaders are athletic. Oh yeah. And I could not do it. Physically, I could never do it. You know, I don't. I don't think any of it's not physically exhausting. I just don't think it's a sport. You can't. Those judges have biases. It's like watching. I mean, I've watched diving before, and they'll have two Chinese judges and a. Iranian judge and a Chinese diver will come up and do a dive and an American diver or some other country will come up and do a dive and they'll look exactly the same, but the Chinese diver will score higher. But that doesn't mean that the act of the, 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 the uh, activity itself isn't an athletic activity just because the judges are biased. I think I didn't say it wasn't I, an athletic activity. I just said yeah. That. I would consider that an athletic activity talent contest. I feel like a sport needs to be there. Needs to be a clear and definitive way to judge how someone comes out on top. 
So like if there's not a distance, a score, a or like a score that is calculated evenly and not objectively, a distance, a race, any of that kind of stuff, I feel like you, I, I, to me, I wouldn't consider that a sport. I would consider that a, a athletic, extremely hard and, and, and talent filled contest. But all, uh, I see your point. All of these that we mentioned that weren't sports, ironically, do have uh, ways that you can, yeah. So, I don't I know. Opponents, they are those, those can, and, and these, the, the athletic, like, in they like the athletic, have like the athletic part, the physical exertion, but you don't have like the yeah. competitive, like the competitive as far as. So, you, so you're saying you got to have both. You got to yes. have this and you I can't so. have one. Yes. Okay, yeah, I, think, I think if you don't, and to be listen, these are those are all extremely tough things. We could probably never do half of things if we started training today for half? twenty years. Half <laughs> ninety, I would ninety, say about 90. Yeah, <laughs> but but I feel like if if you make mold. that, if you make if those two things aren't requirements, like we could spend the next hour coming up with sports that we just made up that by definition would be considered sports and would be like borderline offensive to anyone who considers what they do a sport. You have, you yeah. have to have both those things in my I opinion. Agree. I agree. One of it's one of my favorite debates is is it a sport or not? That's one of my favorite things. Yeah. Qu- I got a quote of the awesome. week. It's objective too. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> I'm just not athletic. Yeah. Uh, I got a got a quote of the week here. Before before the games tonight, Steph Curry was asked, um, you know, what was what was y'all's game plan tonight for the Grizzlies? And he said, Whoop that trick. That was his game plan. And guys, it is 77 to 50 at halftime. Grizzlies are winning. So I thought that was interesting. One, because that's kind of the Memphis motto because of the song in uh, Hustle and Flow. They've kind of made that their little anthem. And Steph Curry tried to use it against them. And the Grizzlies are absolutely wearing out the Warriors. Without John. Now, the Warriors have a comfortable – and they have a comfortable lead. I don't think they're too worried about it necessarily. But I probably wouldn't have said that on the Grizzlies home floor if you're not going to go out there and try to win. I'm not saying they didn't try to win, but that was an interesting I quote. Go out there and try to whoop that trick. Yeah. Exactly. I, I will I will say they're down, what did you say, 27? Yeah. Out of all the teams that I'm I consider myself a fan of, I there's not a single team, one of them that I feel more confident in down big points to potentially come back than the freaking Golden State Warriors. Yeah. They could be down 30 and I'd be like, well, I mean it's only 10 threes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, they're they're not shooting bad. I just looked, at, I was just looking at their stats. They're not shooting that bad. They're just, yeah. you know, not hot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, let's talk about some of these playoff matches. We're in the, uh, the semifinal rounds of the each conference. What, uh, what's standing out to you right now as, as in these four matchups? So I'll kind of go first. One of the things that I was really going to touch on was, the thing that we started talking about with Draymond, how each it's like each little series is its own little war. And I love it. I love Doncic and Booker going against each other. I like Embiid and Butler going against each other. Giannis, the, the Celtics bucks series is like a, a wrestling match. If you do not come ready to throw elbows and, bump everybody you're getting kicked out the door it is a wrestling match and i love it i've watched all the games of that one what are some things that are standing out to you guys um like like you said it's i i have the same like the the luca booker like matchup rivalry um which those two guys are young so that's going to be a rivalry for a long time which will be awesome um i had just a couple of things like john moran being out is obviously but if if any team can play without their star player and be successful. I think it's going to be the Grizzlies because mm-hmm. they've already done that this year. They went on yep. a stretch where they played better without Jaw than they did with Jaw. So if a team can do it, it be, and they they sh- honestly should have won the last game. Um, should be series should be tied, and obviously they're winning this game pretty big. Um, and then I keep forgetting that Chris Middleton's out. Like mm-hmm. the the Bucks are up three two without Chris Middleton, um, who is arguably. Obviously, behind Giannis, not arguably, but is their best player behind behind the Greek freak. So, um, and one one thing I, I've really just watching that series, like I really don't like Giannis's game. Like 
he just almost – I mean, LeBron has has done it in the past. Like yeah. When things start not to go his way, he just gets the ball and puts his head down and tries yeah, to run, run everybody over. And with the way the rules are in the NBA as far as fouling, like as an offensive player, you if you're bigger and stronger, you can just do that. Just get the ball, get a full head of steam, and go. And you're going to get fouled and go to the line. Or they're going to get out of your way and you're, they're going to let you dunk it. Um, so I just really – not that I, I like – I've always kind of liked it, to be honest, but I just – I don't like his game, especially when he just – I mean, he just puts – his head down and tries to run over four or five people. Um, so that's kind of my, my takeaways. Um, I still like the Celtics in that series. They should have won tonight. Um, I don't know if you guys watched the end of that game. Um, they were up pretty big and kind of just let it slip away. Um, <clears throat> but I still like the Celtics in that series. And I think mine and Christian's prediction is still going to come true. This, the Celtics uh, Warriors matchup in the, in the finals. So you think the Celtics are going to take the next two? I think so. I th- I think the the things that stick out to me I'll just go each series. So the thing in the Warriors series the big stick out is I hate that John Moran got hurt. I think the Warriors were going to win are going to going to win and were would would have won either way. But the thing that sticks out to me the most is that the Warriors like I feel like people have tried to write off the Warriors for the last three or four years like you know thinking they're burnt out and done and and they're obviously not. And I think they're pretty decent favorites or potential favorites to to win it all. Um, you go to the the Phoenix Dallas series, the thing that sticks out to me the most far and away is like Luca's Luca's good. Like you start going down, and I mean the fact that that is that series still is it tied now? No, it's uh, Phoenix so is Sun, up. Suns won last night, so it's three two. Yeah, so they won by thirty, I think it's, last night. Yeah, it so it's close at halftime. Yeah, so it's that series is coming down to the wire. The Suns had home court advantage, so you know the Mavs could go eating it up right now with home court advantage tomorrow night. I think the fact that Luca is essentially single-handedly bringing that team to even be competitive <laughs> against the team with the best record in the league this year is insane. I think that's crazy. I think that's all. That's what stands out to me. The Phoenix Suns, I feel like, are underperforming, and Luca showing that he's a top three player in the league, and it's not even close. And then similar to the same, same thing with that, echoing it over to the Bucks series, the Celtics' defense is like insane. Like it's good. Like like really really good. Like the Giannis has been struggling here and there, but like the fact that they're up in this series, and I know the Celtics kind of choked away the game earlier, but like, man, it's props to Giannis. Like, how I can't, I can't believe. I thought the minute we found out Middleton was hurt, that they had no chance. Yeah. And if, if he, if they went, if they get it out of this series, I'd say this is this is a harder matchup than either of the the two teams that they're going to play in the Eastern Conference Finals. And then by the time they get halfway through that that matchup, they may even get Middleton back. And then, I mean, they could, I mean, they, they've got to be the favorites to me at that point if they make it out of this series and Middleton comes back healthy. Um, and then the last series is the uh, the Heat Sixers. I think that one's, it's probably the arguably the most boring out of all of them to me. Um, I think it speaks, the biggest thing of the 76ers is it speaks to how James Harden's a little washed up and Doc Rivers is an overrated coach. I think that's that's becoming more and more evident. Uh, I I don't know how you I mean the Heat are like all by committee I mean none of those dudes you could argue that they don't have a dude that's better than James Harden or Joel Embiid so they they yeah. that means they have the third best player in the series at best yeah and and they're basically winning like they won by thirty last night and it's all by committee Kyle Lowry's out like they did it last night without Kyle Lowry starting we got his out too that's crazy yeah they're they. Who you know who their starting point guard was last night? Who played? Let's look here. Uh, I, I put him in a DraftKings lineup. Uh, Gabe Gabe Vincent. Vincent. Yeah, yeah. They had a guy named Gabe starting last night. <laughs> yep. They had a guy named Gabe and Max a guy. Max too. Yeah, Max Gabe and PJ PJ Tucker. Everyone knows <laughs> PJ Tucker, but that was PJ Tucker. PJ Tucker was like on his last leg, like with the yeah. Rockets four years ago, and he's still starting for this team. So props to the Spolstra and the Heat and that that just dying, that whole chemistry, culture, the way they play, they're pretty good. But I, unfortunately, I don't think they have enough star power to to make it after they make it past this round, which I think they will. I think they're going to get stomped by whoever, the Celtics or the Bucks. So, all right, uh, our next segment, uh, going to 
still kind of stick with some NBA talk. But before we do, our next segment is sponsored by Heaven's Door Whiskey. If you need to lock something up, lock up a bottle of Heaven's Door Whiskey. Speaking of locking up, Rudy Gobert said this week that if he played Shaq, he would, quote, lock his blank up. I disagree. And most of our <laughs> listeners disagree because I put this on Twitter also. And I said, how many points a game uh, would Shaq average against Rudy Gobert if they played right now? And here were the choices. 15 or less had 41 votes. 15 points or less, 2%. 16 to 25, 15%. 83% said 26 or more. And I think that's accurate. I thought about adding one that said 26 to 34, then 35 plus. I think 35 plus could have been up there. Could have been. Uh, there weren't many people in as hard of hitting as in the 90s and early 2000s as the NBA was that could lock Shaq up. And I saw a clip where he backed down David Robinson and just yes, thunder dunked it on him, which I've seen it before. But yeah. it was just like if you if David Robinson couldn't stop you in that moment. I mean, Gobert is not going to stop you. And I did see something that was funny that they said uh, uh, the only thing that Rudy Gobert can lock down is the entire league because <laughs> he's the one that started <laughs> yeah. COVID lockdown. <laughs> yeah. Well, my thing is they, they made a the only way that people stop Shaq was in the fourth quarter they would intentionally foul him so he would have to shoot free throws. Like hack, hack Shaq literally hack, named after him. The whole yeah exactly. They made a rule that you couldn't do that. Like if they're making rules for you. You're probably one of the most – I think he's the most physically dominating player to ever play. Not the best. Yeah. No, the most physically, physically yeah. dominating player to ever play the game. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the thing, I, I wrote some – I mean, these are career stats from Gobert, who obviously didn't hasn't played as long as Shaq, but his career averages 12.4 points per game. Okay, which we're, we're not talking about – I mean, I mean, I guess Gobert's talking about he would – defensively, he defensively. would like 12.4 rebounds per game. Uh, or not 12, 12.4 points per game, 11.7 rebounds per game, 1.3 assists per game, 2.2 blocks, okay? And Shaq is not – I mean, Shaq obviously was a rim protector, but he did it more physically intimidating. Shaq, for his career, averaged more blocks per game than than Gobert did. And yep. and, and get this too, DeAndre Jordan, I looked up – I just Googled best centers, best centers in the last 10 years. And this was from 2000 – they have these reigned – from 2000 to two, not 2010 to 2020, Gobert didn't come into the league till 2013. DeAndre Jordan came into the league in 2012, so DeAndre Jordan has played one one more year. But you could, you will not even argue DeAndre Jordan in the last four years has played way less minutes than Gobert, and has played in way less games. DeAndre Jordan in those eight years compared to Gobert's eight years had three almost 300 more blocks. Gosh. And DeAndre Jordan's never even been considered in a, I think, in a defensive player of the year. So, um, and then and then Shaq, you guys probably saw this. Shaq is, I mean, he, the guys he played against them, Hakeem, David Robinson, Patrick Ewing, Dikembe Mutombo, uh, Yao Ming, Alonzo. I mean, he plays against probably six of the top 20 centers of all time. Yep. And, Gobert has played against Jokic, who is not a great defensive, you know, great defensive center. So, yeah, I saw someone was showing a stat of like it was like a twelve-game stretch uh, that Shaq had at one point in his career when he played <laughs> with the Lakers. Of, yeah. of and he had like seven or eight of those nights he was playing against a now current Hall of Fame center, and then it showed a stat line, and he was averaging like thirty-four points a game, like thirteen rebounds, like. Two or two or three block. It was it was insane. So the fact like Gobert to me, like, don't get me wrong, he's a good defender, but he's a good yeah, defender yeah. in today's game where basically he's his job is to D up, you know, there's 28 guys he he matches up with, you know, in 28 different teams that are far and away worse than Shaq and not even in the same stratosphere. And then there's two guys, maybe two or three, that I would even put in the same build. Yeah, exactly. Put in the same you know, building a shack when it comes to who you're ranking and, at this. Point. And neither one of those guys are nearly athletic. <laughs> Not even close. Nor and do so, they play on the block. Like exactly, no. exactly. Shaq they did. prefer to shoot threes and and you know pass. A lot of them facilitate. Pass. Yeah. 
And so he doesn't even, his job isn't even to like be physical as much. It's literally to like be long and lanky. Like that's where his sweet spot is. And, yeah. you know, he, he pressures guys. And Shaq would absolutely obliterate him. I mean, it's not even close. It's like there's literally a hundred guys I can think of that would have a better shot in the NBA history right. at, at locking, locking Shaq down than Gobert. And none of those hundred guys could lock him down either. But, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's I mean, crazy. Why, to, for him to even like for guys to, the the only way I think Shaq doesn't translate to this game is is and me and Rucker have talked about this before um, is in the ball screen ball screen defense. Like I think he would struggle a little bit in that, but they would have to you know cater to to Shaq a little bit um, with that with the ball screen because they switch everything. Like yeah. it could be the worst ball screen of all time, and they're gonna switch it. Like, I guess yeah. I don't understand it. Like. Why don't you just, if you want Devin Booker to guard Luca, then my gosh, like fight over a screen and get there. But like they don't do that. So I think yeah. I think everything else, Shaq would dominate every. I mean, he would dominate Embiid and Jokic. Like he would absolutely obliterate all those guys. Yep. And and the thing, Shaq would have been even better. He was never in shape. If he, never. Had, if he had ever committed to being in shape and being. Yeah. And even, even then we're talking about those two guys, even at his worst, mm-hmm. when he was like the big, what did they, what did they call him when he played for the Celtics? Like the big, or no, when he played for Cleveland, the big Aristotle or whatever, yeah. even when he was the big Aristotle, he was, he's, he was just as athletic, if not more athletic and agile as Jokic is yes. today in his prime. Yeah. Yes. And, 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 and he was like 18 years in the league playing yeah. over. But not ever. I mean, playing heavier than he should. Exactly. But so going back to that, what we talked about at the beginning, the Bill Simmons podcast. I was he has one on Shaq, and Bill Simmons thinks if Shaq would have committed uh, to being as good a basketball player as he possibly could, he would be the best of all time. He would. There would be nobody. That he could had have. like like LeBron's regiment with his body and stuff like that. Yeah. I, LeBron, I can, you know, I LeBron's that. regiment, like Jordan or Kobe's work ethic. He would have been the best. No, like he was already unstoppable. But if he was in shape and had those dudes' work ethic, he would be the best player of all time. I could see that. Yeah. But he didn't. But he did not. Still had a great he, career. Okay. And Gobert can't guard him. No. No. Nope. All right. So, guys, that's going to put a put an end to our first episode of season two. So, we're going to post this Thursday morning. Uh, so, be uh, be listening to this podcast and reply back with some of your thoughts on what's a sport, what not. We'd love to hear from you. Comment on our list that we're going to let us know if you think uh, that you could also lock shack up and how you would do it we'd like to hear from you guys that's going to be the the end of this episode hopefully going to come back with you for some more frequent episodes as we get back on track you guys have anything before we close out today i'm just glad glad to be back yeah long long three weeks i'm I'm also glad emory's back and then and the and the other guy that's on here is you know i guess it's nice (laughs) to him too he's a jerk but yeah so hopefully we'll get back to a consistent uh you know, episode turnout here and, you know, keep it going. And, you know, we still got Rucker's going to have to postpone his punishment that he never did until, um, until know. things, until things are ice cold again. I know. Um, Terrible. And we never, uh, we never I, even gave him his reward at the steakhouse yeah, either. <laughs> I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, in my three weeks off, I was like, I, I drove by the pool at the community center and I was like, I never did jump in that. <laughs> And then I was like, I don't think we ever gave Emory his either. And then I drove, I drove by the front of the community center. I was like, I didn't ever go bowling or anything. <laughs> I kind of like, have yeah, pretty much just all talk. Just what we are here. Don't do I, I kind of well, expected you. Just all talk. Yeah, I, yeah, I kind of half expected you at some point in here recently since it's gotten warm to like actually attend the pool at some point and post a picture of you yeah. like in the pool and be like, Hey guys, I did it. I jumped, I jumped in. Yeah, I did it guys. It was terrible. It's a, you're sipping like a pina colada. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I gotta, it's going to make our podcast better is if we follow through with punishments and rewards, it's probably going to be the best. Cause I, I'm gonna be honest too. 
you know, we start we started this in October. That was seven months ago. Y'all know we have only been together to do a podcast one time, and that was for like the third episode. Yeah, yeah. So it was that, agonizing that's, too. <laughs> that's why we haven't done it since. It's just like God, I want to see Christian every day to do this. <laughs> <laughs> but we are going to come back with you with some more episodes and another we can keep building our brand is kind of like when we started it was new it was fresh everybody was listening everybody was telling for it don't stop don't stop doing that because that's going to help us build more followers and also we're hoping to get some more guests on pretty soon it's going to help us build some more followers and you can listen to takes from everyday guys just like us who probably have some of the same takes that you have but you get to hear us say it in a funny manner and you can even uh, reply to us and we usually reply back or the podcast about what you've said that's going to be the end of episode 31 of season two we'll see you next time